Hello and welcome to the first and ten podcast. It's the playoffs. Um, yeah, I'm here on my own. I'm going to quickly run through all the wild card games from this weekend. A uh, quick preview of all of them. Um, yeah, so it's been hard for me and Ross to get a time where we can both do these. So yeah, I'm running through these on my own this week. Hopefully we'll be back next week to preview the divisional round. Um, but yeah, for for now, it is the wildcard weekend and I'm going to run through these games. Um, might as well get straight on with it. There's uh, hey, there's some news around the league, but I'm sure you've all read and heard about the, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's all about the games. Um, well, first up in what is now their traditional spot, I think, um, it is the Texans hosting the Bills. Uh, that is at 9.35 tonight, our time. UK time, I should say. Uh, might have some international listeners. I think mostly the UK, but I do, we do have some people listening abroad. Um, so, yeah, this is... I think just the four games as a whole are probably the closest set of games that I can remember in a long time in the wildcard round. I don't... Yeah, I don't think any of these games are clean, a clear-cut victories for any of them. Maybe the Viking Saints is the biggest sort of... Well, the Vikings are the biggest underdogs, but I mean, I don't think it'd be impossible for them to come out of that with a victory, but we'll get to that later. So, yeah, the Bills-Texans, this is it's a tough one to call. I think the Bills are a team that nobody will fancy playing. I don't think they're a team that's going to make it easy for any team in the playoffs. So, if they get further than this round, then I don't think, well, it probably, well, I guess they're the fifth seed, so it'd be either the... Likely to be the Ravens, I guess, as the first seed. Well, it depends on the other result, doesn't it? But, yeah, they're going to be a tough team to beat. And the Texans are definitely going to have a tough time of it here. The Bills have such a good defence. And it doesn't necessarily always show up on the stat sheet. But, yeah, they've, they're really just hard to beat. And I think Josh Allen, as the season's gone on, has just shown that he can be a, a really good NFL quarterback. And... Yeah, he still makes mistakes, but I don't think I think the Bills basically just need him to not turn the ball over, and he's sort of not been bad. I think he's got nine interceptions on the season. He's doubled his touchdowns. He's completed more passes, which is all you can really ask for of someone in the second year of their career. Whether he's a long term sort of start in the league, it's hard to tell because. He's just not particularly accurate, um, which is tough to deal with. But the Bills have done a good job of that, and the players they put around him are sort of good wide receivers for him and complement him well. It's to me though, it's more about if the Texans perform or not. If the Texans play at their best, then I think they'll beat the Bills. If they don't, then they could struggle. They've got Deshaun Watson, you've got DeAndre Hopkins. I think Will Fuller's out injured. I assume he is because, you know, it's Will Fuller, so of course he's out injured. Um, but you've got other players there, Kenny Steels. Oh, God, I can't think of the other wide receiver's name, but that's annoying. Um, I'm sure you're all shouting now who it is. Him anyway. But they've got lots of weapons there, and they've got Carlos Hyde in the running game, who has been great this season since they traded for him. He's got over a 1,000 yards. He just take some of the pressure off to Sean Watson I think they signed Duke Johnson thinking he would probably get a bit more of the work but he's basically been not 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 using the run game but he's definitely been more of a passing down option which he sort of was in his time in Cleveland but yeah Carlos Hyde's done a great job there over a thousand yards just 
seems to be one of them players that you can just rely on, really. He's not the greatest running back, but he's not a bad one. And he's a good option for a team like the Texans, who are going to lean on the passing game first and foremost with Deshaun Watson and Dondre Hopkins there. For me, I just think the Texans are a better team. The Bills make make themselves tough to beat. Um, they're not they're not going to roll over. They haven't done that in really any game this season, I don't think. And I think this is going to be the same. I think it'll be a close one, but for me, I would just back Deshaun Watson over Josh Allen. I'd back the wide receivers for the Texans over the Bills. I'd like the Texans haven't got a great defense, but they're not bad. I just think that they can cause enough problems for the Bills' offense, where the Texans, I think, will have a little bit too much on offense. I think they'll be able to put up some points, and if they get above what 14, 17 points, if they reach that mark, then I think. The Bills might struggle. I'm not sure they'll put up that many points. But we've seen the season that the Bills can win these big games. Like, I don't think they've beaten a playoff team yet. But they got a big win at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. They've was it the Steelers they beat a couple of weeks ago? They're just they've had some big wins when it's really mattered, especially in this closing stretch. And they might not be against the best teams, but they've been in high pressure situations, and I think that sort of will hold them in good stead. But yeah, for me, I think the Texans edge it in this one and move on to play well it would be well so it depends if the titans win doesn't it but yeah they're the fourth seed so yes they're they're the one that can play sort of either team but i wouldn't fancy them against either of those first second seeds especially on the road but in this one yeah i think they'd come away from this with a win if it was in buffalo then i think the conditions up there if you got a tough january sort of wet cold game then the Bills would really fancy their chance but I think in a dome in in Houston that it's hard for me to pick the Bills here even though I think they'll stay in it I think the Texans just have a bit too much quality come back like JJ Watt should be back I believe um oh God, they've got so many good players the Texans it, it's it's weird that they've only won one playoff game under Bill O'Brien and that is a a bit of a worry whether he can do it and like for me, Sean McDermott is a great coach and one that's probably a little underrated, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I like the Texans in this one. I think they come out of the win. Yeah, and move on to the divisional round. Uh, next up, we have well a game that's I'll obviously be paying a lot of attention to is the Titans at the Patriots. I think this might be the most I've ever seen people pick against the Patriots in almost two decades. People really strongly fancy the Titans here, but like I feel like I'm quite good at judging the Patriots games and whether they're going to win or lose. And for me, I think they, I think they handle the Titans here. I think they match up quite well. I think the defense can maybe not stop Derek Henry because I'm not sure anyone can stop Derek Henry right now. But I think they can limit him. And then you've got Stefan Gilmore going up against AJ Brown. And again, I think you'd back Gilmore in that sort of match up to at least limit him and then after that I know there there is other players on the Titans but they're the two worries I think lots of Johnny Smith um obviously Corey Davis you got uh Dion Lewis can do some damage at the backfield but I think once you get if you can limit Henry and Brown then you take away so much on this Titans offense and I, I don't think it's been mentioned much I don't really remember hearing it anywhere but if you look at the Titans schedule they have not faced a particularly good defence in... Well, I'm not sure they've faced one all season, really. They've, uh, I think they've had a very favourable schedule that 
I think people are sort of missing out here. Don't get me wrong, I think the Titans are a real threat to the Patriots here. They're a physical team with lots of talent and throughout the season, especially particularly sorry, especially before Tannehill came on in for Mariota, I know I said in particular, and I think Ross agreed, that the Titans were just a quarterback away. So they have a lot of talent there, but I think the weaknesses on defence will allow the Patriots to score, I think. I think Julian Edelman, if he is healthy, is in for a big, big day. If you're if you're into betting, I think back in Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman for you know receptions, a touchdown, any of these sort of bets you can get on him, I really like him to do well here. I don't think the Titans have the players that can match up with some of his sort of skill set. Um, coaching is a weird thing because Bill Belichick does seem to struggle against his sort of ex players and assistants and all his players, and yeah, and Vrabel, he sort of knows the Patriots and. That is definitely a worry if you're a Patriots fan that Belichick does seem to struggle against, you know, like who Lucy last year, I think it was Patricia, um, well, Bill O'Brien this year. He's also lost to Flores last week. So it is, uh, yeah, it's a weird little quirk of the Patriots. But yeah, I just feel like the Patriots match up better than people are giving them credit for here. And I think we've seen too many times before that the Patriots just know how to win in January. Even last year. Last year, I think they lost two games right at the end of the season and people were writing them off and then they came in and played probably their best game of the season when they went to Kansas City. It was superb from them. And the worry for the Patriots' point of view is, for me, the pass catchers. None of them are performing very well outside of Edelman and even he has struggled with injury. You're going to need a Mo Sanu or a Nikhil Harry to really break out, I think, this off-season for the Patriots to do something. Or Sony Michelle to find set from somewhere. Because I think I've those of you who listen to the Patriots podcast on the First and Ten Network, you can listen to that over on Channel 12, know that I am not the biggest Sony Michelle fan. But last season in the off-season, uh, post-season, sorry, he put up six touchdowns, which... If, if he can do that again, then the Patriots are going to go close to winning another Super Bowl. No matter what happens with the rest of the offence, if he can put up any sort of performance like he did a year ago, then it's going to carry the Patriots a long way. And their defence, obviously last week it didn't play their best game. Uh, the Dolphins seem to be able to do a lot, but I feel like it was just one of them weird games and I think they'll sharp this week. And I think Tannehill was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. Um I think they can get to him. Mariota before him was obviously one of the most sacked players in the league. I think the Patriots' defence can cause a lot of problems, this Titans' defence, and disrupt what they want to do. And I'm not sure the Titans can do the same to the Patriots. So, yeah, I I, I feel quite confident in the Patriots in this game, which seems weird. But, I mean, I, when I say confident, I mean more confident than a lot of people seem to be. I still think the Titans are going to be in this game and... I think it's like a 70-30 shot maybe in favour of the Patriots, which, you know, is... A lot of people are picking the Titans to win this outright, but for me, I think the Patriots win this more often than not. It wouldn't be a big shock to see the Patriots not play next week after losing this week, but for me, I think they do. And who knows, this might be the last time we ever see Tom Brady as a quarterback. I don't think I'd put money on it, but it is a real possibility that he walks away after this game or this this run here so yeah savor it while it lasts if you uh love him or hate him whatever just make sure you uh do it to do it to the full and yeah really get behind or 
to get against Brady here because it might be the last time you ever get to do it. Uh, so that's the Saturday games, the AFC games, both on Saturday and then the Sunday is the NFC game. So the early game on Sunday at 6pm is uh, the Vikings at the Saints. I think this is the biggest spread of any game in this round. So yeah, the Saints quite strong favourites here. Um, It's really hard to pick the Vikings, isn't it? I think what gets underrated with the Vikings as a team is is that they all perform badly in prime time and can't win these big games. The, the stat about prime time and winning on like Sunday night, Monday night football, these sort of things, I know this is Sunday 6pm, but a playoff game is basically in the same category, isn't it? If not bigger. So, Kirk Cousins might not win that game, those games, but it also means that the Vikings are not winning those games. You've got a lot of talent in that Vikings team. Both sides of the ball, really, but... They just don't seem to have to get it done. And I think I predicted a couple of weeks ago that um, there could be a coaching change in Minnesota. And while I don't think that's sort of probable, I still think it's a, a possibility. If they get blown out here against the Saints, then I don't really know what you're hoping for next year. Like, what's, what's going to change between now and then? And what are you going to do? So... To me, they're a team that's... I don't think stale's even the right word because they're still winning games. They won 10 games this season and that was with a bit of a bad end to the season. So, they were well in the playoffs for a long time. This playoffs spot had been locked up. Maybe not mathematically, but they they were they'd sort of put their place in the playoffs with five weeks of spare or so. They were pretty comfortable. So, yeah, I, I think the Vikings have a chance here, but for me, the Saints just have too much. In Michael Thomas... I think he's going to have a field day here. This Vikings team, is, or defence in particular, is not what it was. Um, you got, um, sorry, you got Xavier Rhodes, who, I mean, I think in the past he's been seen as one of the best cor- um, cornerbacks in the league, but he is definitely not playing that way right now. I think Michael Thomas, all these other Saints receivers who, you know, they're not all names, but they seem to, do enough and like Jared Cook, Taysom Hill obviously contributes in that game because you know does a bit of everything. Alvin Kamara out the backfield is great and as a pass catcher. But yeah, Michael Thomas is the key in this one, and I think he's going to have a field day against Rhodes and those quarterbacks for the Vikings. And I'm not sure the Vikings can keep up here, but I say we we saw it what two years ago where the Vikings pulled off the miracle win against the Saints. So nothing's impossible. And I don't think the Saints are unbeatable. Um, I think they're the second favourite in the NFC right now. But for me, if they win this, they head to Green Bay to take on the Packers. And, well, we'll get to that next week if if it happens. But for me, I would not be backing them to come out of that game. In the cold Wisconsin winter, I would not fancy Drew Brees. Outdoors, cold weather. It's just not a recipe for success. So... I mean, if you're looking to make some bets in this off-season, I would not be backing the Saints personally. But I know, I, there's plenty of people that are, and I get why they are. But for me, I think there's too many red flags there for the Saints. They'd have to win likely three games in a row, outdoors, on the road. It's just not what the Saints excel at. Um, if they've got home field advantage, then I think everyone will be picking them to win the whole thing. But yeah, as it is, likely having to go to Green Bay, then probably San Francisco, I guess. And then Super Bowl in Miami. That's not 
that's not what you want if you're a Saints fan, I don't think, with Drew Brees's sort of it is a real thing that he does drop off when he plays on the road and outdoors, so yeah, we'll see with that. But yeah, for this one, I think the Saints come out of it and probably the biggest win of the weekend, if I had to pick one. But yeah. Again, it's another it's another game. I think there's seven and a half point favourites, but I don't think the Vikings are out of this and come playoff team time weird things can happen, but yeah, for me the Saints come out of this one and Yeah, move on to Green Bay. Then the final game of the weekend, we have the Seahawks travelling to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Um the Seahawks went into well, probably more week sixteen rather than week seventeen with hopes of getting the first overall seed. I think they might have even been in the first seed heading into week sixteen. But lost their final two games to finish at eleven and five and sit in the fifth seed. I think that's a real disappointing end to season. And in those games, they obviously lost Carson, um, Chris Carson, uh, Rashad Penny was already out. Um, CJ Procise went out. So they've signed Travis Homer and Marshall Lynch. And Lynch obviously got a touchdown last week. But I don't think he looked particularly good, to be honest with you. I don't think it's something they can rely on. So I think the pressure's going to be on Russell Wilson in that passing game to get it done here. And I don't think the Eagles are the best defence, particularly against the pass. But I think they have improved as the season's gone on. The Eagles come into this on a four-game winning streak. I think the defence is playing better. I think the offence has sort of found something over these last sort of month of the season. They've lost their receivers, but like Greg Ward's come in. I think um, JJ Arcega Whiteside has stepped up and played well. Dallas Goddard, Goddard, I can't even say his name, but you know the tight end, the backup tight ends played well while Zach Ertz has been out. Ertz looks like he's going to return in this game from a rib injury, and last time these two teams played against each other, he went off. He had twelve receptions, I believe, a touchdown, and the Seahawks give up more yards to, than any other team to tight ends. Sorry, any other team other than the Cardinals to, to tight ends. And, yeah, I think if he's fit, I think him and Goddard can just kill this Seahawks team. And I think for that reason, I'm picking the Eagles here. I, I, I think it's an upset pick. I think the Seahawks are favourites here, just slight favourites. But to me, I just don't think you can trust that Seahawks offence when they can't get much from the run game. I think they're a team built around getting the run game going and a bit of play action and... I think that's what Pete Carroll wants to do. I think they want to be a defensive and running team. Even with Russell Wilson there, I think they still want to be that team. And I don't think they can be right now with the with the running backs they've got in there. So, for me, I'm picking the Eagles in what I believe is an upset. And I think somehow I've managed to pick all of the division winners and all the home teams, which I think if you look back at recent playoffs that hasn't been a bad strategy but I mean I didn't do that on purpose it wasn't like I was doing anything on purpose but it's weird because I think this is a tight tight set of games I think all of them could be win one by either team but I just think the home team in each game either has more experience or just has more going in their favour and yeah for me I think I'm picking all four home teams here but yeah this one in particular I think yeah I think Carson Wentz is sort of playing better. I think he's played better than maybe his stats show this season, but the problem for him is turnovers. I think he does turn over the ball a bit too much, but if he can limit that, which I think he can here, I think, I don't think the Seahawks defence is what it sort of historically has been. I think he can have some success against them, and so I think if Ertz plays in particular, I think that could be the, the difference between these two teams. I think Miles Sanders is going to have a big game. I think he can, 
I think they're going to rely on him coming out the backfield as a passing option as much as running the ball. So, yeah, I think, for me, the Eagles come out of this with a win and all four home teams move on to the second week of the playoffs and the divisional round. So, yeah, um, you can find us on first on Twitter at first and 10 underscore. You can find us on Facebook at uh, well, just first and 10. Um yeah, so please get in touch. Let us know who you're picking this weekend. Um, we're still looking for people to start up podcasts. I know this isn't the greatest time for it, but you know, if you're into the draft, then maybe you'd want to start something about the draft. We had our draft podcast last year where Lee from uh, now from the Chargers podcast and uh, the Full Ten Yards College podcast joined us, hoping to get them going again this year, where we uh, ran through each position group and picked out our top fives. So yeah, hopefully we'll be doing them again. But if you're interested in talking about the draft, if you're interested in fantasy, if you want to talk about your team, if you want to talk about literally anything, then get in touch. I can point you in the right direction of things you need to record your podcast. It, it's really simple. You can do it for basically no cost. I can do all the editing if you don't have any experience in that. I can help you find people to do your podcast with if you don't have people. I can... Do literally anything you need me to do. I can even come on there with you if you want me to. So yeah, if you're interested in podcasting, if you ever felt like giving it a go, then please get in touch. And yeah, we'd love to have you on board. I think we've all the people that have started podcasts this year will tell you how fun it's been. Um, you can find all of them on the Channel Twelve uh, on yeah on Channel Twelve on the First and Ten Network. You can find that. Anywhere you listen to podcasts to, basically. But, yeah, most of them hadn't done podcasting before. And I think they'll all tell you how fun it is. Um, so, yeah, check out some of those. We've got Chargers. We've got Cowboys. We've got Saints. We've got Redskins. We've got Giants. We've got Steelers. We've got Patrons Seahawks. They've sort of lapsed a little, but that's down to me and Ross. Um, we had a betting podcast that's sort of lapsed a little. But, yeah, we'll get back on all these things. Sorry if I've forgotten your podcast. I'm trying to go for... Oh, the Raiders podcast, which was, I believe, our first podcast. So, sorry to Russell and George. Um, so, yeah, please get in touch if you fancy doing those sort of things. Or even if you just want to get in touch and send a question to the podcast, anything like that, let us know. And, yeah, we'll sort that out for you. So, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, hopefully, me and Ross with you. But, yeah, until then... Have fun watching playoff football. Save it while it lasts. We've only got four more weeks of football. Well, not including the Pro Bowl because, you know, it doesn't really count. But, yeah, four more weeks of football. So, yeah, good luck to everyone playing the playoffs. Good luck to all our players in the Mega League. And thank you and goodbye. <laughs>